The kingdom of God is as multifaceted and mysterious as our creator. A kingdom we only see now through a glass darkly. Though we can't picture it fully, God's kingdom is the story told in scripture, from the garden to the city. And in the middle of the story, God chose to reveal his kingdom in a new way. The gospel is not only Jesus coming and dying to save us from our sins, it's also the story of God establishing his dwelling, dominion, and dynasty in the world. We live as both citizens and strangers, prisoners of hope in this shadow kingdom, all while knowing it's not our true home, that something better is coming, that God's perfect kingdom is coming. What's up, Trademark? I miss you guys. I love you guys. It's so lame to not be connected with you guys and uh, just to spend time and fist bumps and hugs. I miss hugs. Is that weird? I'm not a super touchy person, but I miss hugs. And so this is nice to get to talk to you, even though you're kind of just a camera. But I know, I know you see me and I see you and all the things that you're posting. And so stay connected. And tonight, today, whenever you're watching this, we are finishing up Citizens and Strangers. It's the last week of Citizens and Strangers. And to be honest, some of you thought this day would never come, but here we are, and I'm preaching it from my living room. Here it is in all its glory. Here's my stuff. I don't know if you can see all this stuff, but this, <laughs> I left my coffee mug out. Interesting. Okay, it's just like regular trademark. I bring my coffee up, set it on the drums. It's awesome. Um, but we're finishing off Citizens and Strangers today and so I hope you are looking forward to it you're excited if you got your Bibles you can open up to the book of Revelation and we're going to be in chapter 21 verses 1 through 8 and and here's where we've been for those of you who have missed it if you're tuning in and you're not familiar with trademark we're trying to go through the entire Bible in three years and um and so as we're trying to go through the entire Bible in three years we are on the final year of that so we're in the New Testament and we just spent the last I think seven weeks going through the Sermon on the Mount and looking at God's kingdom, what Jesus expects from his people as we're obedient to him, as we follow him, as we seek to, to really impact the world around us. And, and we started this whole journey in Genesis, in the first three chapters, where we see that God creates this, this good garden, this, this beautiful place, and then sin enters. Adam and Eve mess it up and they, they just enter into sin and and every sense has really been destroying things and making a mess of things. And today we're going to look at how this kingdom comes to completion, to perfection, you could say, where God is, is in the business of redeeming and restoring his people and, and this creation of his to be a perfect kingdom, his kingdom, and the kingdom in which we dwell. And so we're going to be in Revelation chapter 20, verse 1. I hope you're there. Um, and it says this, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. 
neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have his heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. And and so as we wrap this up, and we've been talking about this idea of a kingdom and how we're citizens here, but we're also strangers. We belong here and yet we don't. We're, we're supposed to be active and, and, and serving God in this world. And yet we're not supposed to look anything like the world around us. We're supposed to be God's tools, God's instruments in redeeming and restoring all of creation. And we see here in Revelation 20, we see that God is going to do something really amazing. And, and, and he has done those things. And it's interesting, so many people now, because of the, the COVID-19 thing that's going on, and people are scared, and people have questions and doubts, and they don't have the answers that they thought they had before. So people are talking about things that scare them, viruses and death, and who's in control, and realizing that we're really not in control at all. And so people are starting to think about heaven. And, and one thing that the Bible makes clear is, is heaven is, is a place, and you are here. Heaven is a place and you are here. Uh, you, know, you know, I used to go to malls. I don't know if malls still have this or not because I just turned 31 actually two days ago. So now I'm really old. Um, but malls used to have these maps that were on the, the walls and they would have like these triangle, I don't know, mini pillars. And on one side, there'd be a map of the mall. And if it was a map, if it was a mall we hadn't been to often, we'd be looking for a store. And we'd go up there, and the first thing you would try to do on that map is find out where you were, because you really had no clue where you were or what you were doing. You had no idea of all those things. And so we would go up there, and we would know, like, we were in front of this pretzel shop. And so we'd get there, and and then we'd look on the map, and we'd see a star, and it would say, you are here. And then we would look for our next destination and try to figure out where we were trying to go. And if we knew where we were, and we knew where we were trying to go, then we thought we could get there. And when it comes to heaven, so many people think it's somewhere very far away and we're not there. But really what we see in scripture is that heaven is an actual physical place and you are here. I am here right now. And and heaven is not a place up far away in the sky. It's not some spiritual reality, some upside down kingdom. It's physical. You can touch it. I'm, I'm standing in it in many ways. It's, it's my living room. It's your living room. It's, it's the Marino Valley and the world that we live in. This is heaven, which is so weird for some people because the movies that they grew up with and the ideas they had about heaven weren't physical. They were spiritual. They were gold images and really fancy gates and angels wearing diapers. And we don't see that in God's word. Instead, we see that heaven is actually on earth, that, that God created heaven he created his kingdom. He created all this. And although it might not seem very heavenly, we trust God who's on his throne. He's ruling and he's reigning. So heaven is a place 
and you're here. And, and all of mankind was lost in the, in the sin of the garden and the, and the sin that has been passed down generation to generation. And we continue to make a mess of things. We like to say sin messed everything up. But God is a redeeming God. He, he restores things. He makes things that were broken and really out of place. And he, he brings them back together. He brings them together for his glory. He brings them together for our, our good. And, and so we could talk about the garden in Genesis 1 through 3 as being good. And so many bad things along the way, but we know that, that where we are now and where we're going fully will be perfect. The garden becomes a perfect city. God's church, uh, although it's flawed and, and there's many things that's wrong with our church, God's church becomes this beautiful, perfect, spotless bride that is prepared for him. So heaven is a place and, and you are here. Heaven is under your feet, which is powerful to think about. We're, we're not looking for a place to go and get away from here. We're looking to make this place heaven on earth. God's will to be done here, here, right here where we stand, right here where we work, right in your home, in your schools, in our city. God isn't out to destroy mankind. He is redeeming mankind. As you think about even COVID-19 and all that's going on, realize that we still trust God. He's still in control. He's in control of this virus. He's in control of all the things that happen and we're going to keep trusting him because he is a, a faithful God and, and he deserves our trust. He deserves our praise and we know he has all this in control and we know he's not out to destroy all of mankind. He's out to redeem and restore all of mankind. So if you're taking notes, heaven is a place and you are here. Not only that, but we see here in Revelation that, that God is with his people. And it's, it's interesting, some people look at Revelation, and specifically this chapter, and they think that this might be something that'll happen one day, but, but we think it's better to understand it as something that has already happened and is not yet fully complete, which we've been wrestling with throughout the whole Sermon on the Mount, this idea that, that God's kingdom is already, but not yet. And, and so already this is heaven, and yet it's not perfect. It's not exactly like it will be for all of eternity. We, we haven't seen the fullness of this yet. We can't completely grasp it, but we know it's already happened. When Jesus hung on the cross, he said these famous words. He said, it is finished. He says he's the alpha and the omega. And so we, we serve him and we love that he is with his people. Jesus came to accomplish this and Jesus was successful. We don't think Jesus was a failure. We think he was successful. And when he came to accomplish what he set out to do, he actually did it. So when he carried those words, it was a special moment. And, and this is marked, and we see this in Revelation. We just read this. You can hopefully glance at it again. But this is marked by peace. Peace on earth. This is marked by, by even death. And it's interesting to think about because this talks about how, and, and Isaiah also talks about this, how, how there's death here. People are still dying, and yet this is heaven, and there's supposed to be a place of peace, and where there's no mourning, and there's no tears, where the Bible uses this really cute, this really cute phrase, that God will wipe every tear from your eye. And, and so there's this powerful thing of what it's supposed to happen, and this does not mean that nothing bad happens, obviously. We live in a world of chaos in many ways, but so we see bad things happening all the time, but this day is still fully coming. We haven't seen it completely, but it means this, and, and this is so important because I know some of you are over it, right? You just want this whole quarantine situation to be done. You just want to get back to life as normal. You don't think it's a big deal. And then there's others of you that are very scared. And, and, and that's kind of just the norm is there's kind of two people, two, two views to taking this. 
But, but either way, no matter where you sit with this, God is with his people. And, and, and even in mourning and even in fear and even in anxiety, we trust God that, that the joy that we have in him overcomes the mourning. The joy that we have in him overcomes the anxiety. It overcomes the suffering. We can trust God because God is with his people. And, and you can write this down. You can write this on your mirror. If you're anxious, if you're experiencing some extra stress in this time, you can just know this. God is with you now. If you're his kid, he is with you now. He is helping you. He is guiding you. He is working on your behalf. He hears your prayers. He is your comfort. He is your strength. He, he is a fear eraser in many ways. And, and so COVID-19 and the fear that comes with that and even the death that comes with that, God is at work in his people. He's at work in his church. And we don't have to fear those things. We don't have to fear a virus and we don't have to fear death because we trust God. We trust Christ who went to the cross and who, who died the death that, that we deserved and, and rose again that we could rise with him again one day. And so we don't live in fear. Instead, we live as people who have presence with God himself, that God dwells with us. And I, I, hope, I hope I'm coming across as I want to, that, that you really have a comforter who is near. God himself is near to you. God himself comforts you. God himself is, is helping you and, and all his people get through this. So we continue to trust God. And, and the last thing I want to point out to, from this is, is those last two verses. I'm actually going to read them again. Uh, verse seven. The one who conquers will have his heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. The, the last thing I just want to encourage you with, especially in this time, is keep conquering. Keep conquering. Conquer sin wherever it shows up. Keep putting sin to death. Keep being an encouragement to the world around you. Sin comes from doing the wrong thing. And, and he points out there's two people here. There's the conquerors, and they're going to have their heritage. And there's the cowards, and they're going to have their, their penalty. And there's two people, and, and Adam actually talked about this last week. There's not three roads or five roads or a bunch of different options. There's only two. And here we see the, the, the same idea in the cowards and the conquerors. And as, as God's kids, we are conquerors. In fact, we're, we're more than conquerors. And so we live with that conquering spirit. We combat sin. We fight against sin. And, and sin comes from doing the wrong thing. But sin also comes from not doing the right thing. And so we need to take this season, and, and whether you're with your family and you're already annoyed with them, or you've been really enjoyed this time, we need to take this, this season to grow as God's people. We need to be conquerors even when it seems like the whole world is retreating. We need to conquer. When it seems like the whole world is, is maybe you would even say being cowards, we need to be conquerors. We need to be the ones who live with great faith, who trust God. And that doesn't mean we do foolish things. I mean, obviously I'm recording from my living room, so we're not going to be foolish. But we're still going to conquer. We're going to seek to give God glory in all things. We're going to seek to make a difference in our city, our communities, our our, our families, even in your own homes, you can make a huge difference just being around your families. In, in Romans chapter 8, verse 37, it says this, Know that in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angel, angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
We conquer through Jesus. Our faith is in Jesus. Our hope is in Jesus. And we conquer through Jesus. Our faith, our trust in him. God's got this. Whatever your situation that you're facing today, God's got this. Maybe this, this time has given you more opportunity to think and to dwell upon some of your struggles. God's got this. We keep trusting Jesus. We keep turning to him in faith and we trust that he's gonna get us through it in all things. And so God's got this. And so we need to be conquerors. And you might be like, well, I don't even understand what that means. How do we conquer? How do we conquer in this time? And, and I have three things I really wanna point out to you of how we as trademark, as students, middle school, high school, young adults, how you can be a conqueror or more than a conqueror in this time. And the first one is this. Take this time to connect with God, more than you ever have. And, and, and the, the fact is, most of you have more time than you've ever had. So take this time to connect with God. Be relentless, be passionate about your relationship with God in this time. I, I can't tell you the, the many, many times where I desire to just have a couple weeks to just spend time with God, just me and my Bible and a journal, just to to get away from it all. So just, if the, it, I would even say things like this, and maybe you have too. I just wish the world would just shut down for a few weeks so that I could really connect with God. Well, your prayers have been answered. The world seems to be shutting down, and now you have space to connect with God. How do you connect with God? Well, the same way you always can connect with God, and, and the first one is we're gonna continue to push you to study his word. That take this time to read your Bible, and, and as stressful as that may have been, in, in times past, now you have time to really push in and study God's word. Ask your questions. You know, uh, my, myself and Adam and, and really the whole MCA staff, we're available to you. Ask your questions and, and let's grow together as, as you're um, studying God's word and trying to grow in that way. And also spend more time in prayer. Spend more time just seeking God, crying out to God, asking God to heal, asking God to restore, asking God to do what he promised he would do in scripture, that we would see it fulfilled. You, you need to pray. You, you know, my, my son, he's in first grade and obviously school is shut down for him. And so starting next week, he'll be kicking it in full gear with his home learning and working with the schools to, to make that happen. But the, the, the big thing that all the teachers have been saying is what they want these kids to be doing, especially first graders, is they want him to read, 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 read. And like every email I get from his teacher ends with, Remember, read, 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 because they realize that it's powerful. In this time, read your Bible and pray. 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 If you're bored, read your Bible and pray. If you're looking to set up a routine, make sure in that routine you're reading your Bible and you're praying. This is the lifeblood of a Christian. This is where we get our truth. This is where we know our foundation. This is where we can live with great faith because we know God and we know his word. So connect with God. Number two, connect with each other. Connect with each other. You have all the tools that you need to social distance well. If any generation was ready for social distancing, you were the generation. This, this social, dis, social distancing is made for you. You have social media, you have phones, you have the internet. Stay connected. Stay connected with each other and, and, and message each other. Stay connected and encourage one another and help each other grow. Do your own Bible studies and ask your own questions and encourage each other just by asking what each, each person is reading and studying in God's word and, and make sure you're spending time in community. Although you can't be necessarily face-to-face -face with each other, 
You can still be connecting through all the many social medias that we have available. And of course, you can always just send a text or call, all that good stuff. Stay connected to each other. Stay connected to us. You can follow me on, on, on Instagram at, at Gabriel Carlson. It's real simple. Find me, message me there. Most of you have my phone number. You can get that from the church website. Message Adam, message the youth leaders, message the whole team. Let's stay connected in this time. That's a way that we conquer in this season as we stay connected. When the world is being disconnected, the church needs to stay connected better than ever. And, and the third thing, and, and this is really the point of Revelation here, this passage that we, we read, is that we need to tell others about Jesus. We need to be telling the world who Jesus is. We need to be inviting everyone to tune in for these many, um, th- these many premieres that we're doing on Sunday mornings as MC of the Church on YouTube and Facebook and through our website, daily Bible studies that are going out, how we're engaging with you, even this sermon right here. Use this to connect with the world around you. People are asking questions and people are looking for God in, in huge ways. And so the church needs to be active in telling the world about the truth, the forever truth, the truth that has always been there, but people are starting to realize that they need it. So make sure you're doing that. That's what he's talking about in Revelation, that, that, that we need to be the ones who are ushering in this new, this, uh, this new city, that, that we're standing in heaven, and yet we're, we're seeing it fulfilled. God uses his people to restore and redeem, and now's the time. And, and you might say, well, I just don't know. I don't know enough. I don't know my Bible enough. I'm, I'm a new Christian myself. I don't know how to study. I don't know all these things. It's not because you have all the answers. It's just because you have the gospel. And the gospel is all you need. You know this. If you've been in trademark for any amount of time, you know that God made you. And, and, and he made you and he loves you and he has a plan for you. And you know that sin is active in your life and it's active in everyone's life and sin messed everything up and it, and it did so from the very first three chapters in Genesis. Sin has been really doing a lot of damage. So God made you, he loved you. You sin, sin separates you from God, but then Jesus lived a perfect life and he died a sacrificial death and he rose from the grave that you too can rise with him and and he's ruling and reigning now and he allows us to rule and reign and have dominion in this land. And, And that's the gospel. And so Jesus calls all men to repent, to believe and to follow him. And so that's the message we're telling everyone, the same message we always tell everyone, but now especially, even more than before, Everyone needs to hear the gospel truth. And you have all the tools. Your phone, the internet, your social media, those are all the tools you need to reach the world around you, to tell them the truth of Jesus Christ. And so we need to do that as Trademark. We, we need to be active in reaching our community and telling our families. So, so those three things, remember that. Connect with God. Connect with each other. And make sure, make sure you're telling others about Jesus. This is the time to do it. Hey, we're, we're praying for you. We love you. I'm so glad that you tuned in and watched. Make sure you leave comments and message us and all that stuff. And so we're, we're just glad that you're here. I hope you're encouraged. Hey, another thing I wanted to point out to you is if you go to mcthechurch.com, you can go and, and submit prayer requests there. You can text me, message us on the trademark IG as well. But, but you can also go to mcthechurch.com and submit prayer requests. We're praying for you guys. We love you. I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you feel a sense of community even in this time of distancing. I love you. Let me pray for you and then we'll get you on your way. Dear Lord God, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the time that we've had in Matthew as we've just really just wanted to study what it's like to be your kids in your kingdom. How to live here, how to honor you, how to be those who are making a difference in the world around you. We thank you that you're not a God who gives up on us. You're not a God who's out to destroy us. But God, you love us, you redeem us, and you have great amounts of mercy for us. Lord, help us. Help us to realize that heaven is a place and that we 
are here. Help us to realize that you dwell with us, that you're our comforter, that we can cry out to you and that you hear us. And Lord, help us to be conquerors, even in a time where it seems nearly impossible to conquer. Lord, help us to be the ones who are active in connecting with you, connecting with each other, and telling the world, telling the world who you are and your gospel truth. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Not the best, but it works.